everybody. Welcome to episode 67 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film. I'm one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. I'm another host, or your other host. I'm just another host in general, either this show or whatever. Paul Robinson, director, DP, editor. My new headphones are like very bassy. Yeah. You like them though? It's like more comfy. Like people are talking in my head. Yeah. A little inside out action. It's a little much, on. actually. I might have to switch back. Oh, boy. Because they kind of have like this suction because they're, they, they claim to be noise canceling, but they're mm. really not. Like noise canceling headphones are a lot of money. Yeah. Well, that just has, it probably has like a good It's got seal. a suction on it, yeah. but that, it feels like it's trying to pull my brain out of my ears yeah. a little bit. So yeah. I might have to switch back to my shittier ones yeah. that don't try to suck my brain out. Anyway. You want a pair of the ones I have? No, I'll just I'll just deal with the torture and pain for the entire episode. Got it. One, two, Got three, it. four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Eleven, twelve. Eleven, twelve. It's just been stuck in my head. All right, so um, enough of this vamping. Uh, just start it. Jesus, get to the relax, good stuff. Grandpa. So, grandpa. Uh, so we finished filming our film, A Vital Sign. It's finally fucking over. Well, we still have some uh, pickups to do. A little bit, but, yeah. Um, so we'll go up there one day and, and just film some B-roll and some pickups and whatever. But um, What's yeah. after B-roll? C-roll. What is that? What does that consist of? I don't know. That's just stuff that you Doing would... the same thing over again, but just cursing through it because you have to do it three times yeah. now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. C-roll is curse roll. <laughs> if you get to D-roll, forget it. If you miss this fucking shot one more time, yeah. I am out of this film. Yep. Um, so we would we would like to talk about our experiences of making. This was our biggest um, film in terms of scale and scope and financing and mm-hmm. uh, cast and crew and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we want to uh, we want to chat about our experiences with it. So where do we start? Let's start with um, your experience with it. You, well, what was your uh, what did you think it was going to be like versus what it actually was like? I guess we'll start there. Um, it was way more um, chaotic, but not in scheduling sense, just in day-to-day mm-hmm. living. It was a lot more work than I ever thought it was going to be. And I thought it was going to be a lot of work. Um, so I mean this in the best possible way. <laughs> I'd never fucking do that again. No? The way that we did it. Well, the way that we did it. Yeah, I would definitely never do that do, again. I would never do that again. But I would have more people, at least two or three more people. Even with more people. Yeah. I wouldn't do it that way again. Yeah. Like ever. Um, <clears throat> I think, you know, I, I struggled with whether I should be honest because I don't want this to come off like I don't appreciate our crew and our cast, yeah. but <clears throat> it's not a personal thing. It's just, it's an adjustment and it's a, it's a lot to live with other people that you technically don't know some that you do uh-huh. one actually there was only one there that stayed that we knew knew right. knew right um you don't know people's habits or living or you know mm-hmm. it's it was just like i felt like um the cool mom that kept losing her shit <laughs> with teenagers yeah that's how it felt yeah because there was nobody else to play the mom role, mm-hmm. so I had to play the mom role. I really didn't have a choice there. Mm-hmm. Someone has to be the mom because we're in somebody else's house and someone has to keep order. So I really had no choice. It wasn't like because I'm just that anally retentive. It was just like, okay, this is – we got an incredible break price-wise on this property. So yeah. it was crucial that everything kind of be in order. I didn't want the the renter – 
to think that, you know, they made a mistake by letting us film there. So I was constantly like, what's going on? What's going on? Where does this go? Where did that go? Who touched this? What's like, you know, um, there was, there was a lot. It's a lot. You know, you, you were acting in it, obviously you've written it, you know, you're, um, we're kind of collaborating on lighting and shot selection and, and, you know, direction and all that stuff. And also having to cook all the meal, well, not all the meals, not but all the meals, but most of the meals, dinner. dinners, especially. Um, so you'd have to go from a scene where you're hysterical crying to go up and start prepping dinner. And then um, I'm running around, you know, setting up my shots and lighting and, and moving gear and, and you know, all, all that stuff. So it was just, um, we're just, we were just barely able to get everything we needed because we were just there's so many hats that we had to put on. Yeah. When you do a production like this, just know nothing will go to plan. Yeah. Nothing's going to plan. Uh, for instance, we rented equipment, never fucking got used. Yeah. Uh, well, so, one piece we never used. So that's but, awesome. Yeah. Um, it, which would have been nice if you could have, but it's those things that you don't really yeah. plan for. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to, uh, so I had rented, uh, on that note, I had rented, um, an easy rig because I knew my shoulder, if I had the Ursa Mini Pro as a heavy camera mm-hmm. and then we we geared it up, you know, I've never had, you know, this was the biggest rig I've ever set up. So I had my wireless follow focus, wireless video, um, the audio guy had a time code, he had a Zaxcom, so he had time code running into the camera, um, which made syncing a fucking breeze, by the way. Oh, I could do a whole episode on how easy that was. Um, and so, you know, uh, there was just no room for to use it. There, there was, was just no so much shit left. on my camera, yeah, um, which looked cool, I guess, but it was like you know, uh, it was fucking heavy. So, um, yeah, that was. How do you nice resolve either. that? He just planned better, you know. Try to get, you know, if if I was able to communicate with the sound guy ahead of time and figure out an alternative way to mount it, you know, if like because the Zaxcom he had just had a belt clip. And if I was able to try to work out with him to get like it mounted on like a quarter 20 or even a cold shoe, um, it would have been uh, better because it was just mounted on top with the bongo tie and, and it was right on the handle. So bongo tie, bongo tie. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I couldn't yeah. have used I couldn't have used it for every shot because the ceilings were so low, but I could have used it for a good amount of them. Well, having said that, it wasn't impossible for you to do it without it. No, no, not at all just hurt more you just <laughs> you just needed to bogart more of my cbd cream in yeah. order to get through the day yeah yeah um yeah those things you know those there there weren't really technical issues i was scared of that i was like oh my god i was w- like waiting to hear oh we have zero signal with the follow focus and we don't have one now mm-hmm. because something and all that stuff pretty much worked out there were a couple glitches here and there where the sure. signal was lost but it wasn't uh, really that big of a deal. Also, just like off the bat, like we just want to give a big shout out to Rocco DeVito from Burn to Earn Productions who like basically like did the job of three people on set, which we we ex- sort of suspected was going to be the case. It's not like he was like, I'm only here to be the first yeah. AC. I mean, he did all that stuff, but, um, you know, it was just... He was literally always like, on time, ready to go in the morning. Always and, on time, ready to go in the morning, willing to stay as late as he needed to. Um, he would be like uh, slating the shot and then pulling focus and then moving lighting. And I mean, he literally just did the the work of like three or four people. Um, yeah. And so I don't think the film would have. The story would have had to change if a lot we didn't if, have if we didn't help. have him. Like, could so, we would we have filmed it? Sure, we would have. Sure, but we would have 
fifty percent of the story would have been yeah. changed. I mean, I would have basically had to change it on the spot because there's no way we would have had time to film everything. There was just too many things that needed to be done, mm-hmm. and and pulling focus is so difficult when you you know your screen. I find like the way that they mount the screens on cameras are, seems so uncomfortable. Like your neck always looks like you look like the Oral B cartoon where they they flip their whole mouth open. Your neck is like. The back of your head is practically touching your the ba- the, yeah. the top of your spine, and I'm like, how? well, I have to get a longer arm. Is and, there and no? Set it up a little yeah, bit you definitely need because your head is always like cocked up yeah. in this way that looks Plus so uncomfortable. Plus, I should probably wear my glasses. Yeah, but even with glasses, I think that this the screen is too close to your face. Yeah, way too close to your face, and I think that's or an, just I'll have to get that the eye adapter. You, you know, need something because I think That's that probably, would probably be the best. Not like it, you know, pulling focus is going to be a breeze on your own, but I think it'll certainly make it easier mm-hmm. when you can actually see what you're looking at. You yeah. know, if you're trying to pull focus and something is two inches from your face, yeah, that's not really going to work. Yeah. Um. So no, but like, luckily we didn't really have any focus issues. So no, I mean, it, you're, there's always going to be like a scene here and there that, you know, we went through all the footage yesterday. First of all, we had 10 hours of footage hours for of footage. what will probably wind up being a 20 minute ish short. Mm-hmm. Um, we had 10 hours of footage and there were like, I think only twice that it was like, we were like, oh, like the, you know, the focus wasn't really there on like yeah. a really good shot. And a, and a but lot every of that, other and thing, that's not even, like, that's not even uh, Rocky's fault because no, we, I'm so used to... <laughs> I'll say this. I'm so used to <laughs> someone's being, like a salsa dancer. <laughs> yeah, I'm so used to having to you know man the camera myself, which I've been doing like my whole career. You know, I'm pulling focus myself, and so if I'm like if I have a shot and I want to adjust, if I want to shift over or or step in or whatever, I'm just so used to doing that in the moment to kind of um, not lose momentum or I don't want to have to cut and then reframe or whatever. Yeah. And so poor Rocky's like, stop moving. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and so a lot of the uh, probably like 80 to 90 percent of the focusing issues were because of me running around. And then the other 10 percent were just like technical glitches. Well, yeah, there you go. Wait, there you go. What can you do? I can do. But that was it. I have to say it was it was um, there's no way that our previous AC would have tolerated that. No. Y'all no. would have been throwing down. Yeah. <laughs> he probably would have walked out on the first day. Yeah. I'm like, I can't work this. like this. Fuck this. I'm not dealing with it. Um, but yeah, we've known Rocky for a long time. So even though he might want to punch you deep me. down, he's like, all right, you know. He gets me. Yeah. He's not going to, he's not going to like storm off set because of it. Right. Um, yeah. So some. Because that's the thing, you know, we're not, we're not curing cancer here. You know, we're making a We're film. not? No. <sighs> Sorry. Is that where you thought this was going? Yeah. I thought no. but if I wrote something that it would just magically cure. Cure cancer? Yeah. Well, it's not. Terminal disease. Um, You know, we're making a film and and for me, the most important thing was to have a good time. You know, it's stressful and, you know, there's a lot that has to get done and and it's a very heavy movie and Mm -hmm. uh, tone wise and emotional, emotionality wise. And, um, you know, but I wanted everybody to have fun and everybody seemed to have fun. So mission accomplished there. I just wish that we had more people and we had maybe planned it out a little bit better, even though we had like fucking seven months. But, you know, there's no way to plan for something you've never well, no, done before, was, really. Yeah, this wasn't, I, I, I don't mean, feel that this was. That... A lot of the planning we did probably uh, advert, averted a lot of other issues that could have came up. Sure. But there's still. But some of the major issues that we had weren't on due to lack of planning right. or, or having insufficient timing. It was 
it was just shit felt that fell apart at the last minute. Like there was mm-hmm. no way to um, really do anything about that. You know, I mean, we 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 lost a cast member, we lost an AC, and we lost our sound person and PA and our PA. Yeah, all within like a two week period. Yep, right before filming. So, uh, you know, I I feel like I did my part, right? I got I hired everybody. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, way ahead of time. Yeah, we, you know, I I. I Purposefully did that, and it just, what can you do? Everything kind of but fell I think apart. I, I think it all worked out, you know. Uh, losing the cast member was kind of, you know, a bummer, but, you know, the story still works, and um, it was just, you know, I guess one less person to house and feed and Yeah, pay, I mean, it I is guess. what it is. It's not, like, it didn't break the story, but I, I did have to change it. It 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 worked, it actually worked for the story in one way and then worked against it in others in that, like, when everybody was in the house, it would have been awesome to just kind of have more of that even number of yeah. people, yep. um, that would have been nice. But then losing that character actually brought another part of the storyline together mm-hmm. in the symbol, in the actual right, right. Uh, sides. It's, the you know, it's a six-sided the, yeah. symbol. So there would have been seven people, right. which wouldn't have fit the symbol right, I guess, with this little thing that I threw in mm-hmm. at the end. And now it did. So, you know, it, it, mm-hmm. highs and lows. The, yep. there, there was pros and cons to to. to losing that person, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, so so little things that you may not think of, right? This is the stuff that you just, people think of, they, they want to make a film, like, oh, this is going to be cool and awesome and yay. And then there's these little things on the craft service side, which if you have a really small production and you're thinking, I could just cook for people, we'll just feed people, yeah. think again, okay? I don't recommend this for anyone that has never First of all, if you're not a strong cook, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Just first things first. Don't attempt to like try to slap things together for people, especially if you're have if it's like a lower budget, mm-hmm. not paying like exact sag rates or something. We pay kind of just under sag rates, yeah, uh, uh, which is a hell of a lot more than a lot of indie people do. But uh, yeah, you you have to if you're gonna if you're gonna sort of lowball that, and a lot of a lot of actors in really independent micro budgets, they get it. Yeah, like they're not surprised that you're not paying SAG rates or right. clo- you know they're like I get it. It's, it, but you you kind of want to substitute that. You know, you don't want people living off potato chips and pizza right. and you know greasy Oreos crap. and chocolate yeah, chip cookies, I mean, Kieran. Yeah, Kieran. Um, it's good to have that stuff. For people to snack on, but you want to have alternatives and all that. Mm-hmm. And so we hit a bit of uh, – so apparently the, our new sound, our new Tom sound guy. Tom B. And Rocky are both like on this low-carb, yeah. like super low-carb diet. And everything I had was carbs because I was trying to like fill people up quick. And um, so that was kind of last-minute planning to mm-hmm. just try to find things that people could eat. We wound up – ordering them salads a lot when yeah. when we would order pizza or something during the day for lunch. But he's it's these little things, right? That or sandwiches. It go it can go south really quick. And here's where here's where you need somebody who is is in some way, if you have a PA and they don't have too much shit on their plate, one of their jobs really should be keeping track of the food. Yeah. Because when you have a bunch of people in one house, and you have all of your food hoarded on one, like, because I put everything in those big, like, 13-gallon, 20-gallon bins yeah. or whatever, you know. Um, people just, it's like a buffet. Mm-hmm. And they will eat everything that should have lasted for five days will yeah. start disappearing by day two. And yeah. you're like, 
fuck. And not ne- and not because they're hungry, but because it's there. Yeah. And when people have worked, especially on bigger sets, that's how they roll. It's right. Just they have a budget. The time, you yeah. know, they have whatever ten thousand dollar budget or whatever the hell it is they have for food. And there's just an excess of food and canyon shit everywhere. So it's to no fault of their own. That's what they're used to seeing on set. But this isn't that kind of set where you eat to pass time. Yeah. We don't have the money or the or the time really to replenish that. Mm-hmm. So I would have done like I would have put that shit in a bin that wasn't clear so they wouldn't have known what was in it and every day just put like three things on the table and been like, these are the snacks for the day. Uh don't eat them all yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. in one shot. But it was just kind of like, oh, bins of chips and foods and cookies and crackers and you know, and even though I'd say, oh, the cookies are for like to eat with lunch. Didn't matter. You'd turn your back. Someone would open the package, eat half of it. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, now is not, there's literally not enough for everybody for lunch. Like yeah. that's done. Um, so that is one thing that I would recommend when you have a bunch of people in a house, you got to hide shit because just out of boredom and like party time, yeah, it's going to be gone. Um, the bane of my existence this past week was water Yeah. <laughs> of all things. And, and I suspected this. Okay, it's not like it was a total surprise. Well, yeah, you to certainly me. want to allow people to have all the water they want. But. Yeah, I suspected this because only because this has happened on literally every set we've been on. Mm-hmm. Okay, especially when you're on location, you have to. I I hate like we don't buy individual bottles of water for us here at the house. We buy like a big gallon, mm-hmm. um, be, just because it's so much plastic and all that stuff. I try to be conscious of that, but you can't, when you're on set, you can't have people, you can't have solo cups all over the place because first of all, that's the same amount of plastic. You're really not saving anything. It's it's just easier to carry, you know, to buy cases of water and that's what you do. But having experienced this before, I was like, this is going to be a nightmare and I know it. So I was really trying to just, okay, how can I minimize the water bottle waste? And Mm -hmm. here's what happens on every set. And it doesn't even, it's not even a set. Any party, Just, yeah. any party that you've been to, barbecue, any birthday party, water. any situation with bottled water, you can count on somebody grabbing a water, taking a fucking sip, literally to the point where you're like, if the seal weren't broken, I might think that had never been opened, <laughs> setting it down, walking away, not knowing what they did with that. Yeah. Now the ne- Now that same person, five minutes later goes, where'd I put my water? Now there's three other water bottles within a five foot radius of that water bottle because now three other people did the same thing and nobody knows whose water bottle is who. So the solution to that is to now open a new fucking water bottle and do literally the same thing. So I was like, okay, it was like that annoying soccer coach mom, like, okay, everyone, let's mark our water bottles because there's the solution, right? Put your initials on your water, water bottle. I don't have to wonder whose this is. Yeah. Literally no one did that. Yeah. I think like one or two people did it once and it was just a water bottle graveyard. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, we had two gallons and three 24 cases of water and we were out of water by like almost the end of the second day, like third day we were out. Mm-hmm. We had to go for another run. And I was like, this shouldn't be like, we shouldn't have gone through this much water already. Yeah. This is ridiculous. And so again, this isn't because of the cost, because we're being total cheap. I mean, I don't like wasting money, but it's not like, a, you know, a case of water costs $30. Yeah. You can get them for a decent price, especially if they're on sale. But for me, it was just like, this is such a waste. And these things are so heavy. So we had to pack all these into the truck, 
you know, three cases of water and you're lugging that through the house and to pack the truck and all that shit. It's like, can we not waste this, please? Also, because the store is 20 minutes away. So I had to send Ryan Kotzer, who's also an actor, to go to the store. So it's like we're we have to make sure he's not in any scenes Mm -hmm. so that he can go to the store to replenish water. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. I don't know the solution for people other than, you know what? Here's your glass and your Brita water filter. And if you want to drink water bad enough, that's what you're going to have to do. (laughs) Everyone gets a designated cup, okay? And you drink your water out of that. I have like no other. I would literally do that. I would get like the sippy cup that has the top (laughs) and be like, this is yours. Because you can't have like open cups everywhere with equipment. Something that's sealed. This is your water bottle. This is your what? You know, they make like actual water bottles in that titanium thing. Yeah. That's what, because you're going to spend that much in water anyway. You'd might as well just give everybody their own like reusable like thing. Pour your water in it. Yeah. It sounds really stupid. And I felt like everyone in the casting crew was like, oh my God, here she goes with the water. Because I kept going around the house like, whose fucking water is this? (laughs) Like, stop doing this. And it literally like no one listened to me. So it's just like, I felt like they were just rolling their eyes like, Oh my God, her in this water, relax. And again, if I weren't wearing so many hats, I probably wouldn't have had such a heart attack Mm -hmm. about it. I still would have been annoyed because it's like, come on, we're being wasteful. But I was losing my shit because it was just like, now we had to like, okay, what are you filming next? Because cut out like 40 minutes of time because Ryan's going to have to go to the store to buy more water now Mm -hmm. (laughs) because we're running out and you can't not have water on set. That is absolutely necessary. So that was my kind of... That that was my my stick in the side. Yeah, you know, like it seemed like it almost seemed like every single time I wanted to find you for something, you were always like cleaning or cooking or yeah, mainly cleaning. But mainly cleaning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the the difficult thing is that you want people to feel like they're at home and to feel like they're comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you don't Not too comfortable. <laughs> you don't think about what it's like when like five people decide that they're that they all want to have tea for instance yeah. these people love them some tea they do they were like big tea drinkers tea and coffee tea and coffee well coffee mostly in the morning but mm-hmm. um you know the which is like whatever but it was difficult because if you're doing that if five people are having tea three times a day yeah and there's just like cups everywhere and yep. mugs everywhere and coffee ba- uh, tea bags like all over the place in mugs in the in sink. mugs in the sink yeah. just on the counter whose tea was this I don't know yeah I would oftentimes touch a mug and it would still be warm so I'd be like all right somebody's working on that and I'd come back an hour later and it would still, still be, be there. sitting there so I was you like know, it's, okay it's an interesting thing I bet there'd be some kind of psychological te- you know test where like if you take one person right or, or if you take five people each of those people. Are, are relatively clean and neat, but then you put them all together and yeah, then eventually and like, you know, it's just chaos. the system breaks down somehow, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. so, that's an interesting kind of, I think it would be an interesting kind of study. Yeah. It was, you know, it, it wasn't like something that I, that I took personally. Again, it was just, well, no. I, if I hadn't Look, been nobody's, doing nobody's, so much nobody's, stuff. Nobody's throwing shit around because they don't care. No, like, yeah. Shit it's just, just happens. But this is the, this is important, you know, in indie film, in indie filmmaking. And if you're, if you're, if you're working a set this way, this independently where you don't have help, these are the, the things that you don't account for that take a lot of time. Mm-hmm. I would say that I probably spent about an hour and a half a day collectively just picking up after 
things that got left behind or things on the counter, coughing, but, you know, and it, it was, it, it was just constant mm. um, because everybody's just, you know, we'd need this person for this scene. If they were in the middle of having their tea, they'd put it down and go to right. the scene. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just like inevitable. It's going to happen. But that's the, that's sort of the, the, the catch 22 when you're filming at a location in somebody's private home. It's yeah. that it's not just like some studio or something that a cleaning crew is going to come in afterwards. It's like, <laughs> I was the cleaning crew. Um, and, and Petra a couple times, uh, you know, would slap my hand while I was cooking and trying to clean. And she would, she would do a, yeah. a load of dishes. She did do that. Uh, so I, I really appreciated that, but uh, I, it just, I just couldn't keep up. I just couldn't keep up. It was it's just too much. It, it was a lot. I bored you again. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Oh, bitch and moan, bitch and moan. Look, you don't really, you know, if you think about it, you don't really have to clean stuff. Because, look, I put stuff in the sink here, and then 30 minutes later, it's clean. So I don't know. I don't know why you're doing it. I think if you just did that there. Just left it alone, it would just just do itself. It seems to always happen. Yeah, so I um, I would kind of just keep that. Just think about that, yeah. Yeah, definitely think about that. At the very least, if you're going to be in a location like that. And I didn't do this. I kind of did it like in this really low voice. And because I didn't want to seem like I was being bitchy. And it'd be like, hey, so can everybody like, you know, let's just like everybody not make a mess and this and that. You know? <laughs> you're like T-Rex arming right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm T-Rex arming. Yeah, this really like passive way of being and I don't think it came across. I probably no. needed to do the like on the first day in like, okay, everybody, if you use a cup, clean the cup. Yeah. You know, a cup should never be sitting in the sink. Um, you know, it was like sometimes a cup would get rinsed and then put in the sink. And I was like, yeah. you're three quarters of the way yeah. there. Like, can you just you did 80% of the finish work. it and put it to the side? Yeah. Um, so that's, that's something to, that, that's something that, that I would have to, I would, I would remember certainly for next time is like, I don't want to be cleaning all the whole time again. Yeah. So it, if I had, if we had the means, then I would just go to a hotel or something. Yeah. That was that. But, you know, at the end of the day, everybody did an awesome job. Like there was not a single time that I was like, oh, this person's not, you know, doing their thing as an actor or oh, whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, Petra cries if somebody sneezes four times, uh, four, four towns down. Can we talk about Petra sneezes? <laughs> oh, Petra, we're sorry. <laughs> it's the most adorable thing ever. She literally says a chew. Yeah. When she sneezes. Chew! It's, Yeah. That's pretty But she, that's But they're really fast. She's like, chew, chew, yeah. chew. <laughs> the yeah. first time she did it, I thought she was fucking with us. Yeah, I remember. Like, she's like, yeah. no, that's how I sneeze. I was like, oh, sorry. The table read, yeah. Yeah. And Kieran, uh, uh, oh, no, I can't say I can't say what Kieran's special talent is because I'd give it away in the film. Oh, Never yeah, mind. Yeah. We'll yeah. talk about it when the movie comes out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, it was just, I'm, I'm so grateful that everybody got along. Mm. You know, there was no point where I was like, I don't think these two people really gel. Yeah. Everyone no. seemed to get along. And that was great. When we had everybody over for the um, crowdfunding. Like everybody gelled so quickly. Yeah. And, we knew immediately. You know. But that, but there's, it's still also different once you get into a house. You know, you're like, is this going to, is this going to yeah. translate? Right. You know what I mean? Like, And it, it did translate. I think, yeah. you know, like you and I were pretty spent at the end of the day. Not that the 
actors didn't work hard and weren't, but you know, just we're older and you know, at the end of the day, <laughs> we're we're pretty we're pretty spent at the end at the end of it. I mean, so we're by upstairs like a decade and like for most people, not that I'm much upstairs older. like transferring footage and making copies and all this stuff and they're downstairs uh just bonding. Bonding. So it was great, you know, if if there was a uh, you know, somebody in the bunch that was, you know, not feeling egotistical it or, yeah, or whatever. That it would have been, been a nightmare. It would have been awkward, but I think everybody got along, so that just made the experience really good. Yay, bonding. Yay, bonding. I feel like I would have liked to have seen you bond more with with everybody. Yeah, I would have. You know, but just wearing so many hats, I guess that gets... Yeah, there were a couple times that every everyone was like, hey, we're going to go sit outside. And I was like, I can't because I have to make dinner or yeah. I have to clean up, after, you know, like do the dishes and stuff and clean up after dinner or we now have to go over shots and we need to talk about what we filmed that day and what mm-hmm. the plan is for tomorrow and... I didn't have the. I would have really liked to have been able to. Although I don't do the hanging out outside at night at the dark well, with the that, bears yeah. and the mosquitoes, but there were moments inside too where everybody was just sort of hanging out. Nobody is worth mosquito bites. <laughs> nope. And uh, there were just times that I was like, "Why?" Well, I really wish that I could be there and mm-hmm. be in on that. Mm-hmm. But between the responsibility and just being exhausted, yeah, like f- I don't know how these people do it. Right. Know. They, they we, we're working. All day. I mean, I, I get that we're doing more and moving stuff. And, you know, they yeah. had more downtime where they were able to sit between their takes and, you know, relax. Mm-hmm. But like by 10 o'clock, I was shot yeah. and ready to go to sleep by 11. And yeah. that's like their night was just starting. <laughs> just, you know, they're hanging out, having drinks, relaxing. And I'm like, are you kidding me right, right. now? Like, I'm like 90 years old. Get off my lawn. There's no way that. I'm in the frame of mind to hang out. Like yeah. I was so tired. Yeah. If I hadn't been worn thin like that, I would have had more opportunity to to do that. I would yeah. have I would have liked to. So something also to keep in mind next time. I think it's important though too, you know, um even me as as a director, you know, even though I'm not one of you actors, I still would like to kind of sit and get to know people personally and mm-hmm. You know, um, we did a little of it, but yeah, couldn't do for a whole sure. lot. For sure, you got to drive with them on the way up, and I didn't. Well, we're <sighs> we're the actors. Yeah, the, talent uh, in one I, car, production. In I another. had a feel. The reason why um, I kind of wanted that wanted it that way was because I had a feeling I'm not going to be able to hang out with these people during yeah, the week. Oh, for sure. So it was like the drive up was our time to and sort of back, like talk. Yeah. Well, I mean, the drive back was already like it was over, but it was still cool to be able to talk to people. And because um, at that point, Kieran wasn't Kieran was in the car; he wasn't going up. So I was like, right. "I'm gonna drive up with the girls because this way we can talk." Mm-hmm. Not, I'm probably not gonna have a lot of opportunity to do this on set. Yeah, it was uh, we 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 drove up in uh, we separated by gender. Yeah, the drive up. <laughs> <laughs> girls in one car, guys in another. Yeah. And you're Girls all just rule. talking about makeup Girls and we're talking and about monster boys trucks. We're <laughs> <laughs> just talking about penises and mud pies oh, or yeah. whatever the hell it is you guys talk yeah. about. I don't know. Yeah. All right. And so that's okay. I, yeah. Well, I just want to say, like, first of all, um, Petra Dennison wound up taking taking a part-time job as our clapper. Yeah. So um, we just want to thank slated, her for that. She slated a lot of the film because, yeah. you know um, – for Rocky, a lot of the focusing was behind camera. So in order for him to like slate the scene and then run behind and check, you know, it was just. Yeah. So, I mean, he did. And, and he there was did and there it, were but... scenes where like there was one scene we shot without him at night 
Um, mm-hmm. That you know, so she was she was just a, she can add that to her yeah to her IMDb. It's like she should really thank us for allowing <laughs> her to learn that skill set on our yeah, set. You know, for free, you don't have to pay for that. It's a free experience. Um, yeah, so she you know she took that on, which is awesome. And like actually, Cat did that too. And, yeah, Cat um, did that, and and it, actually, Kieran did that in the car too. So it's great when it people was like, are willing. Your your actors are like because your actors could be like. Pfft, I ain't yeah. paid for that. Like, Ryan, I'm Ryan, to was, it out. Ryan was holding up a flag for me so I can focus or so Rocky. Well, he was also so we, my store run. Like store he had run. said so from the beginning. It was very much like as, as, as much as it, as much as you were running around cleaning up and stuff, there was a lot of um, all hands on deck kind of mentality yeah, for everybody. Yeah, we needed help. It At was the, like, you know, when we were it. packing up, everybody was bringing shit to the car or to the, to the truck. And um, so there was, it was really great and it felt so nice to have everybody feel that invested that they would want to help out that much. It's a very different feel on, you know, there's pros and cons right on an indie set. You're, I can't even say you're getting paid more on bigger sets because you kind of don't. I mean, unless you have a few times as a non-union actor, I'm saying like as the few times I've done it as a non-union actor, I didn't make shit, you know? So (laughs) it's not like I was really making a whole bunch of money, but in those situations, right, you're just there to do your job and that's it. Mm-hmm. You sit around, you could be on your phone all day until you're ready to go and do your scene. And so there's that lackadaisical kind of thing that you can do. On indie sets, it's usually a bit more hands-on. It's much more common for your cast to kind of pitch in when you need yeah. help. That yeah. They sort of expect that. But at the same time, you're able to just chill out more, right? When yeah. you're on these bigger sets, you can't be off like in a corner laughing and having fun and, Mm -hmm. you know, drinking and whatever, you know, you can do that. So it's a, it's a give and take, you know, you, you're going to be expected to do more. Sure. But it's a bit more of a family atmosphere and it's laid back and all that stuff. Um, you know, everybody got along really well. At Um, one point, Kat, (laughs) we were doing a scene outside and some of the guys were inside, like probably on the other side of the house, but still being way too loud because you can hear everything in a boom mic. And I think it was like in the middle of a really emotional take and you just hear them like burst out laughing. And Kat's like, hang on a second. Don't, don't, don't. Hey, guys. <laughs> so yeah. It's like, all right, Kat's on it. Shut the fuck Shut up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean that, you know, things like that, right? Like that on a bigger set, mm-hmm. you could potentially get kicked off if you keep doing sure, that, yeah. right? They'll be like, get the fuck out of here. Like you're ruining our shots. But when it's these kinds of sets where mm-hmm. like, it's it you're closer together that you could be like hey guys can you shut the fuck up for the third time and yeah. nothing's taken personally it's just like oh shit yeah you know um whereas on bigger sets they'll they'll probably like not work with you again or something yeah you know really extreme mm-hmm. or whatever so again pros and cons pros and cons yeah there's pros and cons yep the uh, uh it was just such a really i don't know there was a lot of um it sounds like you know a lot of negativity, but there was a lot of really great things happening. You know, like performance-wise, and 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 the way the shots were coming together and the performances were working out. I thought it was just done really well, and everybody was so tired. You know, um, and so that was an, another thing that happened is we had to we had to drop a couple. We had to drop a scene. Mm-hmm. We had to consolidate some shots, which always happens. Um, but for us, the way that we film, we don't really have to sacrifice too much because we can. You know, it's our dollar, so that way we can accommodate whatever we need to. But in the circumstances, because we were on a time crunch because it was a rental and we had to be out by a certain time. Yeah. You know, like I, I remember Tuesday night, I think it was, we, uh, I ended up just adding a completely, you know, just completely adding a scene, well, not adding a scene, but changing a scene from one night to another night. So that way it just made the last day 
a lot easier. So if we we left a day earlier, ourselves. yeah, we did, and we so I figured like, hey, if we if we go through and shoot this tonight, then we can have you know we can get out of here. We don't have to stay Thursday night, which was just because we are shooting late Thursday mm-hmm. night. So if we shoot late tonight, we don't have to shoot late Thursday night, and we can get out of here. Um, so it's just trying to like be flexible with the scheduling like that and being able to move things around and knowing like there's just so many times, you know, just kept running at it. I, I, I wish that we would have started earlier. I should have started earlier. I, I didn't want to start too early because I didn't want to kill people. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't want to be like up at seven. Yeah, but you have to remember blah, like blah, there's blah. call times that are like, all right, be there yeah. at 6 a.m., you know, yeah, so they are used wanna, to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so definitely if we come across this again, there'll definitely be an earlier start time because I was just constantly running out of time. Um, and a lot of that was due to like having to t- having multiple takes because it was always it's always something, right? Like there was a performance glitch or a technical glitch or, you know, um, something happened. So it ended up having four or five or six takes of everything, um, which I guess on a normal set is, I don't know how many times they do that stuff. Depends well, on the, I mean, depends on the production, I guess. But, um, you know, some people just one, two and we're out, but n- you know, not being able to prep, you know, I just, I, I needed more I time. So I needed to start earlier. This, this is a good example of why you hire professionals, professional actors or people like with experience, I should AD. say. Um, more, more so, some more so experienced actors because there, like, there was never a point where it was like, oh my god, this person is not hitting their mark and they're not getting the scene. There was never no, a point, no. like, there was never, you know, this like that one actor that just didn't get their lines. I mean, mm-hmm. I a couple times like, what the fuck is my line? I wrote this, but like, wait, wait, where are we? Yeah. Um, but yeah, everyone was, was like. like you know, maybe a flub here and there. We messed up, but sometimes, you know, th- this is if you work words. It's tempting, right? If you don't have a lot of uh, connections and you don't have a lot of money, to just sort of work with somebody that kind of acts or can kind of act. Mm-hmm. They may be able to give you a good performance, but it's going to take a lot longer to get it because they're not used to it. And they don't have as much experience. This was. Like if any of the actors had been like that, we probably would have been screwed. If so, you know, if someone kept flubbing their lines or just, we got really good takes and we didn't have to do as many. Yeah, We know, did I, a lot because somebody here loves to have several takes, but on, on the actor's side, it wasn't because their performance, the, because right. they weren't hitting the performance properly. Yeah, I, I gave very few notes. You know, I may say, hey, just let's be happier because you're just coming from this previous scene or, you know, um, you know, just worrying about continuity, which is continuity. Like, you know, the stuff we've shot hasn't been too... You've seen errors on big films, continuity big films. errors. So continuity is is really, it's tougher than you think it yes. would be, for sure. That was like a big thing that we learned. And I mean, I had some of the actors telling me like, wait, this was down and this was over here. And I'm yeah. like, fuck, it was, you're right. There's yeah. just so much going on. That continuity is like the last thing you're Normally thinking Normally you'd have someone on set that's literally that's just paying do. attention to whether somebody has a hair tie on their wrist or not. Yeah. Because we are like, you know, you're yeah. not noticing that. It's a lot, especially um, we had a, a one scene where there was a lot going on and, and the, the continuity of that is... I think it's I think it's good. I think it's fine. I think it all works now. But it was just everybody having to keep track of who was where and doing what at and what wearing point. what and, because yeah. um, of course the as we had said before the intention was to be able to fill this film this chronologically and that's great. You know you don't have to deal with continuity errors as much in in, mm-hmm. in that. But that rarely happens and that didn't happen with us. We yeah. had to we had a rain day coming which was Thursday um, and we had to switch 
a really big emotional scene to being a lot sooner than we'd expected. And so then we had to jump back to another day where the clothes are different and mm-hmm. then, da, 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 you know, so there's a lot of that. Um, you have to be careful with that because somebody spills something on their shirt that there's only one of and you're not done filming that day yet. Yep. Then, uh, you know, you're going to have a big old grease stain on the front of that shirt all of a sudden. Yep. That didn't happen to us, but <clears throat> thankfully, I'm just saying it's something, you know, you do have to prepare for. Yeah. And there's little things that I want to be persnickety about that there's nothing you can do about, you know, your hair, especially if you have like myself, I have naturally wavy hair. Your hair never sits the same mm-hmm. when you blow it out. Yeah. So one day it's like a perfect blowout and you're like, oh, great. And then the next day you blow your hair out and it's there's a curl that won't stop and mm-hmm. it's going to look different. It's yeah. just going to yep. look different. There's nothing you could do about that. Mm-hmm. But of course, you know, it was just like, damn it. Eh. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? So, I mean, I, I'd say that in hindsight, when you're in the when I was in the thick of it, I was just shot. I was so shot. I was yeah. just like, I really, I just want to make sure that we have good footage and not like, I want to get the hell out of here because I hate everybody. It's just, I want to get out of here because I need to just stop and sit and relax and not worry about feeding anybody or cleaning up after anybody. I don't mm-hmm. want to do any of it. I just want to not do I think, anything. I think a lot of the- uh, I was exhausted. A hu- you know, a lot of the, what made it so difficult is just being in a location. And this is something you got to really think about, being in a location that didn't have a lot around it. It's great to be in this great isolated location mm-hmm. with beautiful views and all this stuff. But then, you know, ShopRite's 20 minutes away and that's literally your only and that's option. that's it, ShopRite, yeah. You know, if if we are next to a place that um, offered a lot of options or choices of, of food and, and, and you didn't have to, you could literally basically cater the great. whole film from one, you know, one or two places, local places that, that would have taken so much off of your that plate, but so you know, literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, that was, uh, that really didn't help at all. <laughs> no. You know, that certainly added to but, that frustration. I think it's something right that if if you haven't had a lot of experience with having with doing a film like this and doing something like this, um, you don't think it's going to be a big deal. It totally is. Mm-hmm. The very first day, <clears throat> I was so frazzled and we were running over so much so that lunch wasn't till like three o'clock. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, everybody, and mm-hmm. that won't happen again. Well, I because... think it was the first night we didn't have dinner till like eight. Well, because we didn't have lunch till, till three. three, yeah. So, so it was like, well, who the hell's going to eat yep. dinner at six o'clock now? So everybody was full, um, and it was because we needed Ryan for the shots, and mm-hmm. he was the store run. Yeah. So we had to wait until we had a block of time where we didn't need Ryan, so that he could go get get lunch. And unfortunately, during lunch wasn't that time. Yeah. But you can't do that. Like that was a a, a fuck up on our part. Mm-hmm. Um, one day is like okay, it happens, but you can't do that. You can't like like not feed people for six hours after breakfast and mm-hmm. expect them to function. So that was I was just freaking out about that because I didn't want people to be hungry and cranky and yeah. cranky. cranky. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you really do have to think of those things. Mm-hmm. It seems like something that you're like, whatever, we'll eat. It's fine. Yeah, we eat. But then you're on set. And if you don't have anybody doing that, like if you're the director and you're dealing with that, when are you doing that? Yeah. You know, you've got your first AC or whatever. Asks, so what do you want to do next? And then you've got your whole cast and crew staring at you with their stomachs rumbling. Yep. And you're like, I have no fucking time to deal with this. Yeah. So plan ahead. Find a place that you're going to be able to have catered if you can. We just literally, there was nothing there. Yeah. I would have easily done that. There was just nothing there. Yep. And also, um, you know, 
we're like we're we're very like secluded in our ways. Like when we come home, we we don't socialize a lot. Like we sit down, yeah. it's just the two of us. We don't have a kid in the house or anything. We don't have pets. We have nothing. It's just quiet and this mm-hmm. and that. We were in an 1880s farmhouse that you could actually pass in some parts of the floor. You could slip your cell phone through the crack yeah. of a floor to the bottom half of the house. So, you know, there's not a lot of privacy. Yeah. Um, people were good about being quiet at night. Yeah, thankfully, sure. you know, there was never like any point at like two o'clock in the morning where yeah. I was like, shut the fuck up. You know, I mean, we were, we were exhausted also, you know, but it's stuff like that, that you have to keep in mind. If you don't know people, or if you think that people are going to be loud or like, if you're not assertive enough, assertive enough to be like, Hey, you know, it's 11, like you got to shut up, mm-hmm. you know, or something. Um, that could be an issue. Luckily, we were, you know, everybody kind of got or, or it. maybe they were loud, but we were just so tired it didn't matter. Well, I think like a lot, <laughs> a lot of times they hung out outside, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, you can hear everything yeah. outside. But like usually by midnight, it was like people were either they were super quiet or going to bed themselves. Like mm-hmm. there was never a point where I was like, oh no, yeah. <laughs> you know, like. Um, so yeah, that that's but that's something to keep in mind when you're you're staying with other people. Uh, ideally. If it was in the budget and we were to take on a project like this again, I would have everybody stay in a hotel because it's like, here's your, because even at this place, the motel, disgusting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The motel looked like someplace that you, you, that would be, that you'd use the location for a horror movie. So it was like, nobody's staying in there. Um, So if we had been, I don't know, maybe even like rented a whole other house. Mm. for us to st- like if there was something nearby i would have been like right. okay you guys go over there and stay in, th- in that house we'll stay here because it's so chaotic the mm-hmm. house is small you have equipment everywhere mm-hmm. and people are also trying to live in that same space yep. which is very had one whole difficult. the whole living room was just just equipment just equipment it was a very it was a very tight space because of that mm-hmm. if we had been able to afford it I would have liked to have, like, we could have stayed in the house by ourselves, whatever, but I would have been like, this way you have all your shit over there. You don't have to worry about tripping over our gear. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that I, everybody was cool about that. Nobody knocked anything over or broke anything. Um, But accidents happen, Mm -hmm. you know, it could have easily happened in such a tight space. So that would have been something to kind of think about, Mm -hmm. you know, but I say hotel because this way it's like, listen, if you get you know, coffee grounds, love a place. I don't give a shit because yeah. <laughs> we're playing way too much for that hotel anyway. So that's their job to figure yeah. it out. They'll get like your I've, free continental breakfast. I, I admit I'm the person who like makes the bed before I leave a hotel. That's yeah. just how I am. But yeah. I'm sure they're used to like people leaving shit around and that that would have just taken a huge weight off because I don't have to worry about, oh my God, the house, the house. Like yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want the owner, you know, um, thinking badly and because I can get a bad review as well. So when right. I want to rent again. So that 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 was my main concern. Right. I was like, I don't want to get a bad review because if I need this for a shoot again, no one's going to let me rent. Yeah. So that was that was like the main thing for me. And so from a gear perspective, I was really surprised that, I mean, I had purchased an extra battery before the shoot because I was so nervous about power because I had to power the camera. Um, I didn't have to, Rocky had brought his V mounts just in case and we didn't, we were lucky enough. Although I didn't power the monitor as much as I thought I'd have to, so that was that wasn't that was one thing. But um, didn't have to yeah, borrow. That would have been much. nice to have what the monitor more. So yeah, we didn't get to utilize that as much. No, we definitely didn't. You know, it's not as bright as I thought it would be, um, which is fine because you can always just get like a hood and then work on it like that. that. <laughs> and the other thing was uh, the wireless follow focus we were we were using. Um, I don't know if it was maybe the signal from 
uh, Tom's gear, the audio guy's gear or what, or the wireless video itself, but the follow focus connection wasn't as steady mm-hmm. far away because I would have loved to have Rocky could just lit- literally have just been sitting in the house yeah. for pretty much everything except for the wood stuff and pulling focus in there uh, and, and where it was nice and dark and he could see much better. Mm-hmm. It would have been great. Um, so, yeah, but what can you do? Nothing, apparently. Nothing, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think being able to have all the all the gear that we needed, you know, there's we we needed. Um, a, he had his his uh, IntelliTech 485, which was we used that a lot for interior stuff to kind of battle the sun. Because when you're shooting inside in a in a house with low ceilings that has no white walls, it gets really dark. So that way, the windows are much more likely to blow out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you're dealing with white walls where ba- light can come in and bounce everywhere and illuminate well, the room a little better. I intentionally didn't. Like have a lot of those scenes because right. I was we've had that issue before and I was like I don't want to have to spend two hours trying to figure out how to balance this light out because all the windows are blown out. Yeah, um, but you know my camera has a good amount of dynamic range, so it, it worked out. But I think that you know ha- after having seen that workflow, I feel like that's definitely a, a light, not that specific light, but a light that is that powerful to have that you know in the I think toolkit. It made a big difference with the. It's an airplane, which you're probably like, can't hear that stuff, guys. <laughs> like, just I'm like, what the hell is that? Yeah. Um, I I was really pleased aesthetically with, and nothing nothing's been color corrected or right. anything like that graded and stuff. Um, but even just the way that it is, I was I've seen much worse. Yeah. Oh, uh, thanks. I've seen much worse, like on a finished product than what, your what we like? have. I've seen worse. I've seen worse. Um, <laughs> I've certain I've certainly seen worse on you know, a finished product yeah. that had actually been color corrected already that you're like, well, oh, let me a... know when you're done. It's like, it is done. Oh. <laughs> I mean, the, uh, the, that was, that's one of the benefits of, of the location as well. Um, because you're dealing with a lot of natural, uh, tones, you know, you have a lot of wood walls and wood flooring, wood ceilings. And, um, so when you're able to, you know, when you have a window in the shot, you have a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, range in terms of brightness of the outside and the inside. But once you're just focusing on the inside, the way the light bounces around and just kind of warms up the space, it's just really pretty lighting. Yeah. Um, so you really don't have to do much except kind of augment it to kind of pop the subject out from the background a little bit more maybe or add some depth or whatever. And not depth as in depth of field, just depth as in, you know, feeling like the there's depth between the, the characters and, and the background and um, we didn't have to battle the sun too much except for no. one scene that I saw coming and I was like, okay, before we start this, let's move this whole scene under a tree because just yeah. in the just in you setting up the shot, standing there with you, I was I'm very sensitive to sunlight and I squint a lot and mm-hmm. I was like, I'm gonna be tearing up and squinting through this entire scene and it's gonna be long. Yeah. So I was so like, that, let's that, just move it. Yeah, that was a good case of us trying to say, all right, the shot is all set up to be, basically the scene takes place in the road. And it was bright, the sun, no clouds, the sun was shining. Demon. And, um, you know, I didn't want, and you didn't want the actors squinting through the whole scene. Because uh, then we'd have to bounce light in your, you know, it was a whole thing. So then we moved the the scene that takes place up into the yard. Um, and then so that, and we literally did that on the moment. So it's just trying to stay flexible. So that way, all right, if we're moving the scene from here to there, what does that mean for continuity and the flow of the scene and this person's coming down and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, so all the storyboarding and and stuff I did for that, you throw it out the window and then you you figure it out on set. So Mm -hmm. it's great to have storyboards. I'll always storyboard, I think, because I enjoy being able to play and find shots, but I think, um, being able, but not, not, 
binding yourselves too much to those storyboards. Yeah, you can't rely on it because, 100% because yeah, you have to there's be... There's so many... I shouldn't say there's so many, but there's a lot of shots that I that we didn't need. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is this is great. I, I like this She's sitting here, whatever, or we just didn't have time for. Yeah. So we'd have to consolidate it and make sure we got everything we needed, which I'm sure happens on every shoot. But um, for us, like I said before, it's, you know, we've had the luxury of kind of being able to set our own pace in regards to that. But in this case, we didn't have that luxury. So we had to be flexible. Just BT dubs. I like I'm, I still haven't recovered from it. Like I'm still, even though I, I go to sleep and I wake up <laughs> several hours later, I'm still like, uh, <laughs> like, I'm not. That last day we actually packed up the truck and then you and I had to unpack, unpack the it. truck alone because yeah. uh, packing I mean, it, we uh, had everybody helping. Yeah. And then yeah, that was a huge, I mean, we, I, you know, we, we still weren't had leaving to, like, our equipment in the van overnight. So it yeah, was like, no. okay, it was like nine o'clock at night and we're like unpacking everything out of the truck. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, w- I would say if you have the means and you're not like in your 20s or even your 30s, if you're pushing 40 or in your 40s already like us uh, and you're not incredibly athletic with high stamina, give yourself some time to just sort of survive afterwards. Yeah, to just kind of decompress and um, yeah. It's a lot of work. It it's is. a lot of work. You know, people are like, oh, how fun. You're out shooting things. That's so fun, making movies. Meanwhile, I'm like, I just want to be in my yeah. bed. Well, you know, <laughs> if we had, if we had, we're wearing less hats, it may not be that big of a deal. I don't you think know. that's ever going to really be the case. I think we're always going to have to wear more hats than we would like to, maybe not as many, but, you know, that's, it gets like trying to figure out which hat you can, you, you know, as, as frustrating as this was to learn the hard way, I would have never known that it was too much for me to handle, right? Even just right. being like somebody saying, would have been like, well, it's a house that has six bedrooms and you and I are sharing a bedroom. So it's the per- everyone's got a bedroom. Everyone's got a bed. It's perfect. We'll just mm-hmm. stay in the same house. Everyone's at the location. It's great. What's the problem? If somebody would have said to me, you know what? That's probably going to become difficult because you've got all your gear all over the place. It reduces space. You've got everyone living in the same, you know, house and different personalities or habits or whatever. And I would have been like, no freaking way. Like, we're cool with all these people. It's going to be great. Actually experiencing it. And you're like, wow, we really could have used like a whole other location to just have everybody stay in and have our gear at this place. And, you know, and obviously we'd stay because I'm not leaving our gear in a house, you know, but just treat it as um, a set. Yeah, to just treat it as a set that we would stay on, but to just like have everybody else Mm -hmm. in their spot and not having to deal with like, you know, now I know, wow, if, if I'm going to write in this many characters and it's going to have to be overnight we got to figure out a situation hotel or motel wise mm-hmm. to make that process easier um it also would have changed as much as i love the location and don't get me wrong like the lo- i think the location aside from from the actors and their performances the location is what sells this film mm-hmm. like as soon as you see it you're like oh you know it was everybody's reaction to it it was really a really pivotal part mm-hmm. of the entire feel and mood of the story having said that knowing that there's nothing around and just how far everything is and the, you know the, the options and stuff um i may have kept looking you know now i find a location like that and i go this location's perfect where's the nearest town and they go oh it's 30 minutes that away and there's like a store mm-hmm. i gotta keep looking as much as i love this location that is going to trip us up when we're filming. All right. And I well, know then, that now. Then you balance, you, you would have to balance like, all right, do we literally bring someone in to cook? 
I tried you know, that though. sort of thing, or do or is it or is it more cost effective to just find another location? Well, look, a, a private chef is never going to happen. Having a private chef come in every day isn't going to happen. Catering, chef, there is like, no catering there. Yeah, you're saying this like I didn't look. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> like, I, no. I was just like, saying, like, <laughs> trust me, there th- that wasn't an option. So I, I can't afford to pay somebody two hundred dollars a day to come in and cook, and then have to pay for all the food as well. Mm-hmm. So no, that wasn't going to happen. So I would have had to find another location. This location, it's not feasible for us to get any type of variety or anything here. It's got to go somewhere else. At the time, you know, I, I I settled on that location very, very early on. And because I was, I had gotten turned down by so many locations. We did technically still have time. We had plenty of time to keep looking. I just didn't know. I just got so overwhelmed by finding a good location that someone said yes to Yeah, that I jumped on it. But I know now that it's like, hey, we may we may have to, before we even announce that we're in pre-production for something, I may have to give myself more time to look for locations and find something else Yeah, near anything. Yeah. <laughs> Worth near, near something, near for something. God's sake. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that was, that's pretty much our experience, you know? Uh, yeah. A lot of fun, a lot of work, uh, a lot of, I don't know if I felt necessarily stressed by anything in terms of the... F- like strictly the film, mm. you know, like filming scenes and changing scenes. Um, I mean, it was definitely stressful, but I enjoy that challenge of trying to figure things out. And, you know, uh, I think there was one scene we were changing and I was just like, I remember just like not, I was just like, mm, had to think about it for like, it was, I think it was Thursday night or Wednesday night when we were talking about changing yeah, the, 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 had... the, some, one of the scenes. And, and like, I was just like, you thought I'd, I hated it, but it's just, you have to, I have to process it, you know. I have to like sit and think like of the whole film and blah yeah. blah blah. And this how it is all works, ending but... very not very differently, but just differently than mm-hmm. I had originally planned for it to because the scene just didn't work. It wasn't because my co-star was doing anything wrong. It's just we didn't rehearse that scene really. Mm-hmm. It played out differently in my head. Sure, yeah. And then when I saw it, I was like, "That is not what I thought it was going to be," mm-hmm. and this almost doesn't work now. Yeah. Uh, so much, so much so that it's all I could think about, and I was like, "This doesn't work." Yeah. And to think of everything else being turning out so well, and then having this not work, I was like, "I'd rather redo the ending, kind of." And that's why we're going for um, a second shoot, just you and I, and and probably Rocky. Well, we probably um, would anyway, to just honestly. Kind of to like, um, to just to get you know pull these things together. Yeah, yeah. Um, the ending is, I mean, it's still the same feel and everything, but it's just the scene did not. It didn't work. I didn't feel it while I was doing it. I mm. knew I didn't even have to look at the footage. I was like, this is not working. Yeah. I know that regardless of what this may look like, it's not working. And then we watched it yesterday and I was like, that looks about exactly how I expected it to. It mm. doesn't work. Right. And you can either go like, well, now the ending is ruined and I don't care. Or you're just like, how else can this work? Right. And that's, I had to think of another way. And that way. for me was like, uh, I don't know, I, I, because we have been planning this for so long. It's a good solid six months of this is seven, the story. Eight months, seven. Yeah, this is the story and this is how it ends. So for you as the writer, it might be easier for you to adjust and say, all right, well, if we end it like this. Well, but it's for not. Me, I just was like, we. It, no, I'm not saying happened, like it's easy. I'm just saying this like. This happened so late that yeah. I didn't have time to. It was like we already filmed everything. Mm-hmm. So I can't throw it out. Yeah. Like I can't be like, hey, guys, last three right. days. Eh, never mind. You know, we had to put something together. So I was just like, even though that's the ending that I wanted and that's what I envisioned, I had to just let that go and think quick because what Mm -hmm. else could we possibly do? Yeah. Yeah. 
C'est la vie. So we we would like to give shout outs to all our cast and crew again, obviously to mm-hmm. Petra Dennison and Kat Lindsay and Ryan Kotzer and Kieran Anthony and Bra- um, Kieran J. Anthony. I almost said Brian. And to Brandon Lillard, who came up just for the day. Um, and uh, to Tom Tom B. Tom B. Uh, who doesn't do like the the the, the socials and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Yeah. And obviously to Rocco DeVito from Burn to Earn for like Saving pretty us. much saving us. Saving the shoot. Um, and I'm going to give a shout out to um, Il Paradiso, which yeah. was the pizzeria that we had gotten lunch from, lunch and then dinner from uh, on two different occasions. So apparently, uh, just minor segue here, they weren't, we were way out of their delivery range. But yeah. whoever we talked to on the phone just like wasn't, because the way Napanok is, it's like, it. I guess it's just, there's a weird kind of, shape to it Mm -hmm. that most people think of like oh this is napanok here but we were on the border of something else we were like on the further ends which they did i mean you know i don't know i don't i don't live here so like if you say you deliver to napanok i'm like cool um and so the first delivery guy was just like in awe at the location and you know the ground he was like wow this is cool up here i'm you know didn't say a word mm-hmm. i'm like okay cool they gave us like extra food it was like awesome mm-hmm. and then we ordered again on a night that w- was actually we were supposed to cook dinner i was just shot and i was mm-hmm. like i'll make that for lunch tomorrow like let's just order now and the owner one of the owners alan mm-hmm. came out and he was like where are like he's like how did you get a delivery this far? And I'm like, I don't know. I called and they said they would deliver it. He's like, this is way out of our delivery range. Um, so it's a good like 30 minutes for them, right? Or something, 25 minutes. Well, it's them? like 25. Well, it's it's they're right next to Shoprite, so it's probably yeah, yeah, like 25 minutes right. or whatever. But I think it was that he had two other orders that mm-hmm. were in the opposite direction or something. Yeah. So like, I'll probably sorry to whole, whoever those people are. Your food is probably super cold. Yeah. Um, but you know they'd already. He's like, it's it's our fault. You know we we just they should have caught it. Whoever took the order, I was like, sorry. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey, do you want a movie credit? And he's like, mm-hmm. sure. I was like, okay. So uh, Il Paradiso in Ellenville, New York, um, delivered to us, even though they technically weren't supposed to. Thank sorry. you. <laughs> Thank you and sorry. Thank you. Um, and then of course, so yeah, so casting crew and everybody, and and uh, oh, and uh, and a shout out. Uh, to Colin from Reality Bomb Comic Cast for coming up Sunday when we got there to help us unpack and help us unload the truck. Because that would have, without him there, would have been a nightmare because Mm -hmm. Rocky wasn't there that day. Kieran didn't come in till Monday and he he has all the moose glaze. So it would have been a whole lot of work for you to do all that stuff Mm -hmm. without Colin helping. Luckily, Colin works for food for us. For us. You got to pay him if you're going to hire him for, yeah, his, yeah. for his muscles. <laughs> but for yeah. us, he gets paid in food. And he was like, sure. He's like, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. So again, everybody just kind of like came together. You know, he didn't even like question it. I was just like, hey, is there any chance? That you're yeah. like, and he's like, sure. <laughs> he yeah. didn't even think about it. So shout outs to him. Shout outs. And shout out to Perry for not coming. <laughs> Sad. Perry, Perry had tons. Of, well, Perry was busy doing all the work you were supposed to be doing at I your know, job, seriously. but weren't there for. <laughs> Yikes! But hey, you took the time off way ahead, so yeah. nobody yep. can nobody Indeed. can blame you. Um, but so yeah, we just want to thank everybody for everybody who helped us and everybody whether you whether you picked shit up and put it down or whether you were <laughs> there for the day or whatever. Like it, you know, it was just a uh, it was a group effort for sure. This is a film that couldn't have happened if people weren't being cool about it. Mm-hmm. 
everybody just was like, hey, that's not my job. Don't know if this conversation would have gone this way. Yeah. Would have started with a lot of tears. Yeah. And high-pitched dog whistle noises. (laughs) Why? Mm. So, yeah. It happened. Now we're in post. Uh, Post. But we can start watching shows again. We could start reviewing shows. Yeah. And like, why? like everyone's talking about all these shows that are out. And I'm like, it's on my list. I can't get to yeah. it. So now hopefully we can get to some stuff. We will be going to the movies with uh, Brandon and his Let's wife. Joker. Becky next weekend when Joker mm-hmm. comes out. So we'll probably talk about that yeah. next week. Whether Joker. you're excited about it or not. I don't know. People are just like. Mm. It shouldn't have been made. I'm like, I could say that about like every, every Marvel movie. movie. Yeah. Like, come on. Or and this isn't Fast a Marvel movie. Yeah. Like, come on. The Fast and the Furious 13. What? Like, I don't know what double digits they're on now. It's unnecessary. Spin-offs so, and everything. Yeah. It's just, if you don't watch it. I don't know <laughs> what's forcing you to. I think it's going to be, I'm hoping it's pretty cool. Mm. I will say one thing. The Irishman trailer came out. Yeah. I, I, I love Marty. Mm-hmm. I generally love his movies. Marty, yes. It's getting a lot of praise, and I'm not quite getting it. Yeah. Luckily, it's on Netflix, though, so we don't have to. It, well, it's going to be in the theater, but then oh, it's is in, it? Yeah, oh. it's going to be in the theater at the beginning of November, and then less than a month later, it's popping up on Netflix, mm. which is how everything should happen. <laughs> yeah. Just Seriously. so you know. I don't know who's in charge of this, if you're listening, because clearly you are. Throw it in the theater for those people who are like, I have to see that in the theater. Make us wait like a month, two tops. Let everyone else have it. I mean, yeah. like, uh, for instance, we because now everything's like even AMC, it's all pre-order. Yeah. You know, you you try to get seats the day that you're there, you're getting whatever's left. It's mm-hmm. not the way it used to be where you could just show up 30 minutes early and yep. get a prime seat. It's like they're all mad. seating, which I, I have yeah. to say I'm a fan of. I am a fan of, but those times when you forget or mm-hmm. you think that you couldn't make a show and now you can, you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Try to get a seat last minute up like a good seat you're screwed yeah. you're gonna get those ones on the side that only weird people go to I don't trust yeah. the person who sits in those seats first of all <laughs> if I trust I, someone that doesn't sit center screen if I, I don't understand if I find out that you're a person that goes to a theater and sits in the very first row not because you showed up late but you intentionally got in that very first row or you got into those weird seats all the way to the side of the screen you can't be trusted no there's something might want to check into his the past of that person I, might be might have Nazi there's heritage. Something, there's something shady going on. If that is something that you geared in for, you're like, no, no, 90% of this theater is available. I'm going for the last seat to the left of the screen on the front. Yeah. yeah. Who does that? There were there were accidents in your childhood yeah. that had permanent effects. Who That's all I'm you? saying. Who hurt you? <laughs> Just, nobody sits there. I'm sorry. Not on purpose. Um, so we're going... Next weekend with them, and I have to say because we don't we don't theater as much as no. we used to. Um, and it's not it's, because of the movie. I mean, movies are a big part of it. There's just not the best selection anymore. You know, we go for like Marvel and Star Wars and blah blah blah. But uh, yeah, I mean that. Well, a lot of the indie, it doesn't it, it doesn't release here. We yeah. have to go all the way to Manhattan to watch a lot of yeah, these films, thing, and it's yeah. like okay, so I'm not going to do that. So I wait for them, and for me, fifty percent of it is audience. Yep. They're annoying. They're talking. They're making noise. Yep. It's just, it's constant. Mm-hmm. In order for us to avoid that, we have to drive into Yonkers, which is over an hour away. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of almost like driving to the city, not quite. Yeah. Um. So that starts to get like when we want to watch a movie, it becomes an all after, like a, a, yeah, an a hour and a half movie thing. takes all day for us because we have to leave an hour at least 
like an hour and 10 before the show Mm -hmm. to get to the place on time. Then you watch a movie for two hours, let's say, and then you've got an hour drive and then a toll. Yep. So it's like, this just, isn't there like on the way, it you depends stop the way eat, it takes you're us. not going to make the whole day. You're not yeah. Make that whole so time, now, so. you know, now this became a really long, expensive day. And yep. so we, we've kind of, we save it for like those bigger, like boom, exploding things. And, yeah. um, and so I went through AMC and I'm like, okay, so you're, yeah, you're not forcing the assigned seating on us, but you're making it almost impossible to guarantee that you're going to get decent seats if you don't do it. Yes. But then, uh, you know, I'm calling AMC out here. Then you charge to do that. Yeah. An obscene amount. So I looked at, the, you know, it's like, okay, so four adult tickets, normally we go to matinees. So there was that sticker shock for me where I was yeah. like, usually it's like $8 to go to the movies. And I'm like, 1650. <laughs> like, yeah, man. Like, like, a, like a grandma, I'm like, 1650 for a ticket. I'm like, okay, okay. You want people to go to the theater, drop your goddamn prices. But Christ. then I got to the total and I'm like, why is this $80? For four if the tickets. tickets are sixteen fifty or whatever, yeah. and it's like, oh, because you charged us ten dollars just to, just buy, the to buy the tickets and then tax and everything else. I was like, this is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like, eight, a convenience. We fee. didn't even get food. This isn't like with popcorn and shit. It's just just to get in to well, see the movie. I mean, no, but I'm saying anyway. like it's not like you're getting. Oh, it's a ticket and a free popcorn. Right, you know, right. it's like this is just for us to sit down and watch a movie. You're charging us yeah. eighty dollars for four people. I was like, Jesus, this is ridiculous. So. Stop that is all I have to say. And <laughs> that, that's a good, that's a, that one of the main reasons. Uh, that's the other part of like people talking and then it's just too damn expensive. I would just wait till that shit, I was, could stream it. <laughs> I'll just wait till I can order that. And But, you know, people ruin, that's a, like Joker, Marvel movies, people ruin that stuff. So it's like you kind of have to go. If you don't want it to be ruined, then you have to go kind of when it comes out. Yeah. But everything else, I'm like, oh, wait, it's fine. So we'll be watching that. And shows and stuff like that. Hopefully our sh- our show will be a bit more exciting for you. You're like, Jesus, they finished this movie. Thank God. I was tired of fucking hearing about it. <laughs> Congratulations. Shut up. No, they'll still hear about, uh, oh, editing and <clears throat> color grading and all that stuff. Yeah, but you're not there yet. We're still, no. you're still in the very beginning of post. No, this will definitely be a bear to, to edit, um, but like in a good way, you know, but just finding flow, finding how a scene flows and, um, and all that jazz. Yeah. You know what's really terrible? What? I'm already thinking about the next script. I know. I'm you like, know, what? it's funny because you had said that. Like, What do I want to write? When we <laughs> when we started this film. Or do I want to go back on something I already have? Yeah. So uh, just a quick little side tangent here. When we started making this film, you were all like, oh, we're going to make this film and then we'll just take a break and we'll ride this film out and go to festivals and all this sort of stuff. And I said, I fucking guarantee <laughs> that by the fall, we'll be prepping the next film. Well, no, not prepping it. I just, it's just, I think about like I've already decided. Because that's our nature, right? As soon as we're done with a film, it's like all right, that creating the cre- the creative process of making a film is so. Um, that's that for us is the thing. Uh, yeah, that's what for people for, that's making the film. For me, I'm addicted to like the planning. I for me as a writer, well, no, I'm, I'm addicted I'm, to the planning of to like what's the, the next I'm story. Addi- addicted to all of it. Like I love the planning, the prepping, the 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 making of it, and even a little bit of the post stuff. But I don't, you know, once it's once it's done, I don't like I see the, the post stuff. It's too much waiting. Oh, it's very repetitious editing. Yeah, and it's stuff, like but, it's the same thing over yeah, and over yeah. and over and but over until like you get that scene. The uh, whole, you know, 
going around and saying like, look at our great film, love us and and give us things and mm. you know whatever. That part of it is like, eh, whatever. We just like making it. So we now we will it's do like, it though. We have to. I mean that this film was a, a really big deal and oh you for know, sure. We we will be doing. We the did whole... it a little bit with the last film and I think with this one we'll do it much more. But that. That doesn't mean that we're not going to start prepping or no, thinking I'm, about. No, I'm st- I'm already thinking it, well, only because this film was so emotional and dark that I was like, I'm not feeling comedy, but I'm going to bring it up Some a bit lighter. for the ne- yeah the next one. I don't want people to be like, okay, so this was dark. Duh, 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 duh. Yeah. If we made a film every three years, then yeah, because there's enough time. Yeah. But we make you know about a film a year, and it's like I don't want everything to be. Uh, this heavy, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm writing like this, like a slight sci-fi melt for the next mm-hmm. one, like a dramatic, light-hearted sort of dramatic sci-fi-ish. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know. Love the sci-fi. I can't help but do like that's my favorite part of it is just figuring out because I have a, a probably thirty concepts written down. This was mm-hmm. one of them. Mm-hmm. A vital sign was something I thought of three years ago and it just shelved it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I have those things that I can go back to, but I've just kind of been feeling this one particular idea yeah. and I can't help. There's, there's no way I'm going to be like, well, let me wait until this is in the festival circuits to start thinking about the next film not happening. Mm-hmm. Like I will plan it out and yeah. then, but we're probably not, we probably won't film next year. It'll probably be the following, the very, like the beginning of the following year. Cause next year mm-hmm. is going to be, I'd be really surprised if we didn't film next year. I doubt it. Maybe a skit, but not a film. Mm. There's no way we're getting a film in there. I doubt I it. I mean, as we've learned from this film, it doesn't matter how long in advance you plan something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gonna fall apart. Yeah. But I'm just saying like time wise, just to not fry out. I need a break. I can tell you for sure. I'm not doing this shit again next year. Yeah. There's no, not if we have this stuff to, to do, if we mm. didn't have this film, then yeah, I would have filmed, but mm. Um, no, there's way too many festivals and things that we're going to have to I'm be. I'm calling it now that we'll film something next year. You're wrong because okay. I write it. <laughs> Unless you write it, you're not filming anything. Yeah. I've done for a couple months. Like I'll, I'll write something, mm. but I'm not ready to film it mm. at all. Not, not right now. Not right. until 2021. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we, we will see. We, we'll no, see we, how, no, we'll, we'll see. see how I'm right. We'll see. That's what we're going to no, say. We see. No, we'll see. No, we will see. Yeah, we'll see. see how I'm right. We'll see how it is. Sucker. All right. Catch us next week. Shout outs. Well, I did kind of do all the shout outs to everybody. And I said our thank yous and and all that stuff. What more do you want from me? I don't know, man. I don't know. All right. Well, you know, you stuck it through for like an hour 15 of just our dumbasses. Next week we'll talk about Joker and and things and other things and whatever happens in the world of filmmaking. Yeah. we got to pull a guest in soon. Yep. It's about that time. I'm it getting is. I'm getting the, the guest itch. Yeah. We gotta start getting all scratchy. We'll start having, you know, we'll definitely have a lot more guests in the coming episodes. Suits. Suits. All right, y'all. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.